uh, as we have as we have learned throughout this series, the essentials of the Christian life are not difficult. Uh, in fact, for most of us, they are the things that we look at and we say, "Duh, yeah, uh, that's obvious." But they still are the things we tend to struggle with the most. And what I mean by that, it is very easy to get away from the basics. Um, and uh, uh, what, the, what we're going to look at here tonight is another one of those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, I love Christmas time. It's, it's a wonderful time of year. I, I love all the festivities. Uh, I love spending time with family. I love playing games. I love the food. Uh, in fact, I went up to my office today and somebody found out that I lived in Chicagoland for a little while. And so uh, they found out that I like some of that Chicago food. So they got me some Luminati's pizza shipped from Chicago all the way to here. You are not invited when we eat that. Okay. Um, and they got me some of that. Uh, they got me some of that popcorn as well that they, uh, that they make in Chicago. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this stuff? All right. Y'all are missing out. You need to go to Chicago, get some Luminati's pizza. It's not the Illuminati. Don't mistake me. Okay. It's Lou Manati's. Okay. Um, and, uh, it, Hey, it's good stuff. One piece will fill you up. It's that thick, all right? It's not a big pizza. It's a thick pizza. Uh, it's, it's good stuff, all right? It's about 90% meat, 10% bread. That's the kind of pizza I like right there, okay? Uh, Y'all hungry yet? But anyways, I love this time of year. I love all the things that come along with it. But between Thanksgiving and Christmas, one of the things that is uh, majorly true is that uh, uh, we tend to get out of our normal routines. Uh, we tend to stop our diets. We tend to stop our working out. We tend to uh, stop maintaining our normal schedules. Um, and all of those things, so while there's lots of fun that goes on during this time of year, we get to this week before a new year and we think, I've got to get back to normal, right? <laughs> I've got to stop overeating. I've gained 500 pounds in 50 days. Um, but so this is a good time of year to start thinking about your priorities and uh, getting things straight. And one of the most important spiritual disciplines a believer must develop is how to put first things first, how to get your priorities straight. And I want to talk to you about that tonight. So we'll look at Matthew 6, verse number 33, and let's read it out loud together. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added Unto you, uh, in your notes, uh, there should be Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Obviously, even a a simple reading of Scripture will bring you to the conclusion that Christ expects for his followers to have their priorities straight. And uh, I say their priorities, but really, we're to have his priorities straight in our life. And that is uh, what we're going to focus on for the time we're going to spend together tonight. Priorities. What are priorities? Well, a modern day dictionary defines priorities as something that is treated as more important than another. I like the biblical definition in Matthew 6 and verse 21. You're there in Matthew 6. Look at verse 21. It says, let's say it together, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. To put it another way, the things that you value most reveal where your priorities really are. I'll say it again because I want you to get it. The things that you value most reveal where your priorities really are. Through the years, I've talked to people about very basic Christian things, and they say things like, I just don't have time for that. I just just doesn't seem like I ever have time to do my devotions. I just don't have time to go witnessing. I just don't have time to, you fill in the blank. Really isn't, though, that you don't have time. Because you always make time for what's important for you. And if it's important to you, then you'll make time for it. And that tells us priorities. What you are making time for are the things that you really value. Are the things that are really important to you. You make time for work. Because you got to eat, you got you got to live somewhere, all right. You make time for things that you enjoy. The excuse of not having time is never a valid excuse because you can always make time for something that's important to you, and that's what we're going to be thinking about as we look at this study tonight. And so I want us to look at three ways you can put first things first. Three ways you can get your priorities straight. I'm going to try to be very practical with this. First off, establish your purpose. You must establish your purpose from God if you're going to get your priorities straight. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The Bible says we're to seek. And so the first thing that Jesus told us to do was to establish the true purpose God has given to us for our lives. And in order to do this, he told us we're going to have to seek it out. The word seek there, it means to inquire into something or to find something out by thinking, meditating, or reasoning. The, the concept here is that in order for us to understand what, it is, what, our, what our purpose is, what we are supposed to be living for, it's going to take some deliberate thought. It's going to take some intentional thought, meditation, preparation to discover your purpose in life. And so uh, to put it simply, you need to settle what God says is truly important for your life. That is where you must start if you are going to get your priorities straight. And so many people in this world today, they, they wander around aimlessly, almost, almost with no purpose. Uh, reminds me of the story I heard about a boy who was walking down a, a dusty country road one day and had a rifle slung over his shoulder. And a man drove by in a, in a car, and he saw the boy, and he stopped him and asked him what he, was, what he was hunting. And the boy just turned around and looked at the man and said, I don't know. I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> and that's how some, some of you go hunting, too, I think. Uh, anyways, um, he didn't know. And that's how a lot of people live their life. They don't know what they're doing. Um, they just wander around aimlessly. And if we're not careful, that's how we can live our lives. And uh, with, with no real rhyme or reason, no purpose, no intentionality, we let urgent circumstances rule the day of our life. And it, uh, that phone call, that email, that person that says, hey, you want to go do this? It, it completely dictates how you live your life. And, but if you're going to live with your priorities straight, you're going to have to learn to say no to some things as much as you're going to have to learn to say yes to the important things. Because right. both are very important. You've got to establish, what are you living for? More importantly, what has God created you to live for? Uh, that's where you need to begin. In Revelation chapter 4, in verse number 11, God makes clear what we were created for. He says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. 
So our purpose does not come from what we want to do with our life, but what God wants us to do with the life that he has given to us. We were created for God's purpose, not for our own purpose. And this is where many of us get off track. You feel like you're spinning your tires in life. It's because you are, you are calling the shots in your life and you're not letting God's purpose dictate everything that you do. Um, and that is an important place to start. Whatever your job is, whatever you busy yourself doing in your life, you ought to be 100% convinced that you are doing it because God has called you to do it. It is God's purpose for your life. And if you cannot be convinced of that, you should not be doing it. You should find what God's purpose is for your life because that's where you can find true fulfillment. I believe that with all my heart. When I was a young, younger man uh, in college, I was challenged to develop my own personal mission statement. And uh, this, is, this was an exercise that literally changed my life. Um, I sat down, and at that point, it wasn't what it is today. It's morphed throughout the years. But I was told to sit down and determine what the top roles of my life were. And to take that and use that to develop a personal mission statement for my life. Now, oftentimes if someone says, what's your purpose in life? I'll use my life verse. Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. But this personal mission statement is something that in studying the scripture and reviewing my life before God, I developed, I've included an example of it for you in your notes. But this going through the exercise of finding out what my roles were in life, which for me, I feel like God's given me seven roles in life. I'm a Christian first, a son of God first. Then I am a husband. Then I am a father. Then I am a family member. I'm a son to my parents. I'm a brother to my siblings. I am a uh, grandson to my grandparents and so on and so forth. And those relationships are important to me. Fifth, I am a pastor. Sixth, I am a friend. And seven, I am an influence. I want to be an influence in my community. I want to be an influence uh, in, in, in the Christian realm as much as I can, helping other churches and other believers and, and helping young preachers and those kinds of things. These are things I feel like God has called me to. These are things that give me purpose. These are things that center me when I get out um, uh, uh, away from what I feel like my purpose is supposed to be, what are they for you? You may think it's a superficial thing, but I'm going to tell you something. If you'd be willing to sit down and figure out what is my mission in life, what has God called me to do? It will change everything for you. I guarantee you. If you are going to live with your priorities straight, if you're going to put first things first, first off, you need to establish your purpose from God. Number two, after you establish your purpose from God, then engage in your priorities for God. Engage in your priorities. The Bible says, but seek ye what? First. 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 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Jesus is the one who made it clear that his purpose for our lives ought to guide us into an understanding of what our priorities in life should be. Let me make it very practical. Every year when I sit down to write goals... I do not just throw a net over my life and try to think of some really good things I want to try to do this year. Instead, I start with what has God called me to? I start with purpose, and my purpose leads me to God-centered priorities. Not self-centered priorities, God-centered priorities. So I told you, as the Lord revealed to me my purpose in life, I found out I'm a Christian, I'm a husband, I'm a father, so on and so forth. Every year I try to write two or three goals to help me grow in each of those areas. As a Christian man, 
as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, uh, as a friend. Uh, I'll read books. Um, I'll be more intentional about calling family or uh, reaching out to my friends. Every year, I try to grow in those particular areas. In some years, I look back on my purpose and realize, you know what, I've really dropped the ball in this area. And I, I need to grow in this area. But it helps me, all right? And I believe that these principles I'm sharing with you are Bible-centric. And it can really transform how you live your life and help you live with more intentionality. Uh, if you'd be willing to listen to the principles of Scripture. The Bible says that we're to seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, we are to put his purpose or make his purpose our first priority in life. Make his kingdom, his, uh, uh, doing the right things, living a righteous life, make that the priority in our life. Doing what he wants us to do first and chief above all other things. God is a God of order. You look around at creation. It does not take you long to realize that God is a God of in intricate order. And he tells us as his followers to let all things be done decently and in order in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And uh, so the point is you need to busy yourself with what God says should be important in your life. Now, it's not rocket science. I think that we can come up with, with, with uh, the list I'm about to share with you pretty quickly, all, uh, even, even without me telling you. But there are five, there, there's a, a list of five priorities in this particular order um, that should be a part of every one of our lives. Who comes first on the list? God. That's very easy. Not a trick question. All right? Obviously, Jesus said, seek me first. All right? God should come first. So ask yourself, is God coming first in your life? All right? You have time to talk to your spouse every day. You have time to talk to your kids. You have time to talk to your coworkers. You've talked to God today. Is God coming first in your life? You make time for what you value. You make time for what's important to you. If you are not having time for God, God is not important to you. God should come first. God first. Number two, family. I think that probably all of us could come up with this list, although we might not have the same order. I do believe this is the biblical order I'm sharing with you, though. God first, family comes second. Church doesn't come second. Work doesn't come second. Family comes second. All right? Your family is more, besides God, your family is the most important thing in this world. And nothing else should come second to your family. Um, are you giving your family the time that they need? All right, there's all kinds of uh, scripture that I've listed there uh, uh, that, that, that is important for us to understand. But 1 Timothy 5, 8 in particular says that if a man doesn't provide for his own, especially they of his own household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. God has a serious condemnation upon a believer who does not take time for his own family. And... Uh, we must be careful about this in American culture. Family's got to come first. Um, in fact, over the years, we've become less rigid about certain things. And sometimes people that come to our church are, uh, that are used to independent Baptist churches, they're, they're a little bit curious about how we do some things. We don't always have a Sunday night service. We uh, aren't as adamant about uh, Saturday visitation and some of these kinds of things. All those things are important, but none of those things are more important than your family. And uh, we need to have a good balance between all of those things. Uh, so family should come second. Number three is the church. Now, I'm not talking about this building. I'm talking about this body. All right. Us, a body of Christ. The purpose and mission that God has given us to grow and to go. 
and reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, not forsaking the assembly of yourself together, the Bible says. We are to make the church serving, attending, growing together, discipleship, God's mission for us. We're to make that a priority in our life. Listen, I grew up in a home, and I'm thankful I grew up in a home like this. Church came before sports. Church came before other activities. All right? There are many times I didn't get to play in the ball game. I didn't go to a ball practice because church came first. Now, that is not popular in our day and time, but I'm going to tell you something. I am thankful I grew up in a home like that, and I am the product of parents who raised a child that way. It was never legalistic. It was never forced. We wanted to go to church. That's where we enjoyed to be, all right? Um, And I'd be lying if I said that there weren't some times when I thought, oh, I don't want to go to church. I want to go do, but I'm so glad that mom and dad made us go, all right? Number four is work. The fourth priority is work. Work is not a bad word. Work, I've heard people falsely teach this, work is not a curse of sin. God gave Adam a job before, before Adam and Eve ever sinned. And he actually enjoyed the work. And those of you that, you guys know what I'm talking about. There's something enjoyable about a good hard day's work and seeing something done. Uh, I don't think that we're going to sit up in heaven one day and twiddle our thumbs all day and play, and, and play game board games, okay? I think we're going to have jobs, I th- and I think we're going to enjoy it. Um, uh, there won't be sweat. There won't be toil. There won't be pain. Uh, thank God for that. But work is a good thing, and work should be a priority in your life. Whatever the job is that God has given you to do, uh, you ought to do it with all of your might. And in fact, in Colossians chapter number 3 and verse 24, the Bible says that you're to work hard as if you are serving the Lord Christ. Because whatever your job is, you're really not doing it for your employer. You're doing it for Christ. And if you can't say you're doing your job for Christ because it's not a Christ-honoring job, you need to change your job, okay? But that's a whole different story. But your job should be done to the Lord. And it should be a priority in your life. And then number five is self or me. In American society, self comes first. We dick... Dictate everything we do by ourselves. But on God's list of priority, God comes first, others come second, you should come last. But understand this, you are on the list. If you do not take care of yourself, you could be no good to God or anyone else. And, and, and it's self-care, although self should not come first, self-care is important. And uh, there's nothing wrong with eating right. There's nothing wrong with taking time to work out. There's nothing wrong with taking a a, a time to rest and recalibrate so that you can be beneficial to somebody else. There needs to be some kind of priority there. But the overemphasis of, I just need some me time, all right? Some people, their whole life is work and me time, okay? Um, And uh, that's not a good balance, and you've got your priorities out of order at that point. Uh, But these priorities, none of this is groundbreaking, okay? None of this, none of the things that, none of these things that I've shared with you uh, would be something that uh, uh, you probably haven't heard before. Um, but the interesting thing to me is, when it comes to the matter of priorities, when you put God's priorities first, a lot of people think, well, if I do all those things, then I won't have time to do these other things that I really enjoy. Here's what I have found. When I put God's priorities first, I always have time for the other stuff. That's right. But when I fill up my life with, games or media or uh, hunting or whatever your hobbies might be. And I spend all my time focused in on those things. Never seems like I have time for anything else. 
You put God first, you always have time for everything else. You put self or other things first, you'll never have time for the things that are most important. The point is, you need to put God first. So establish your purpose from God and then engage in your God-given priorities. And the last thing that we'll look at here is then you need to entrust your prosperity to God. This is the part of the promise that requires faith, majorly so. Entrust your prosperity to God. The Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what does the last part of the verse say? Help me out. And all these things shall be added unto you. God makes a promise here. You put me first. What I say is important first in your life. And I will take care of the rest. It's a very simple promise that the Lord has given to us here. And I'll be honest, it could be a little leery, uh, especially if you've been living with things out of order in your life to make the decision of faith to put things back in order. But let me be practical. All right? It may mean that you need to get, go to bed a little bit earlier so that you can wake up earlier to spend some time with God in the morning before you go to work. And maybe what it requires, you say, well, I like staying up late at night. All right, then read your Bible at night. But get it done. All right? Um, but I'm talking about some sacrifices you may have to make. Hey, it may require you to take less money so that you can spend more time with your family. So I don't know how we're going to make it on that. All right? Do you want more money in your bank account? Or do you want to know your kids and your kids to know you when they're grown? That's a, that's a very simple question. All right? It may require you to find a different job so you can be involved more, more involved in church and not have to miss church so much. It may require you to cut out some hobbies so that you have time and ability to pour more into other people. Uh, I'm just being practical with giving some uh, uh, what-if examples here. But the truth is, this is why it can be a little painful and require faith for you to understand, okay, this is the purpose God wants me to live for. And so because of that, if I'm going to put that purpose and make it a priority in my life, then some things are going to have to change because I don't have any room for this in my life right now as it exists. And that change can be very, very hurtful. It can be, uh, it, it, it can require some sacrifice and putting away some things that you used to think were important. But in the process of doing all of those things, there is a beautiful promise that God says, if you put my priorities first, I will take care of you. And just like we heard testimony from the bankers tonight, they, they, they took God at his word and they began to tithe this year. Didn't know how they were going to make it off of that. Didn't know how they were going to do it, but they did it. And they have seen God come through time after time after time this year. And listen to me, God always keeps his word. If God makes a promise, he will always come through on his promise. And if God is convicting your heart about some area of your life that you haven't been making a priority of, and you know God wants you to make it a priority in your life, a good place to start would be to take a step of faith and say, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I believe the Bible and I trust what God says, and I'm going to make this a priority in my life. Whatever sacrifice that requires, you do what the Lord's telling you to do. He will bless you for it. Guaranteed. That's not my word. That's God's word. And that's so important for us to understand. Matthew 10, verses 37 and 38 says, And he that takes not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall truly find it. And boy, it's when you lose your life, what you thought you wanted out of life, that you truly gain what life was really intended to be. You lose yourself, you find everything that you ever, ever thought you wanted in Christ. 
and in his purpose for your life. And so as we prepare to enter into this new year, I wanted to take some time to think about these principles. I don't know about you, but I am eagerly anticipating growing this next year. And uh, um, I, I want to see the Lord accomplish more in my life and my family and this church uh, and, and so many things. And I want to instill that passion in us as a body as well. And let's not just stagnate into a new year. Let's evaluate the previous year. Let's look at where we're at. Make sure we've got our priorities straight. And as we start this new year, let's go forward with what God is calling us to do. And so that's my challenge for you. And as we do so, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. If you'll acknowledge God in all of your ways, he will direct you to live according to the purpose that he has for your life with the right priorities. And so may God help us to do that.